Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Guys, welcome back to Hobby Addicts episode 181. What? I'm your host, Mitsugi, and well, we have the wonderful Mandy in the studio with us today. Mandy, how are you today? You need your jet fuel. You are human. And we also have the illustrious Mason up in Connecticut, where is it snowing, Connecticut? No, but it is raining cats and witches up here.、It's、oh, that sounds、Mary、awful. Yeah, and so、How、the cats do and dogs. Banner. Banner the witch. Anyway, <laughs> so、uh, thanks guys for tuning in to Hobby Addicts. We're glad to have you here listening with us again so we can share with you all the things that we do outside of anime. And it looks like today I am going to be talking about a bathhouse experience that I went on. And I also went to a famous haunted house here in Denver that might、nice. be worth discussing because it is the Halloween season. Mandy has finished Observation, which I had a feeling she would. Not a very、mm-hmm. long game. And it looks like Mandy and Mason played a game called Visage. So、yeah. that will be fun. fun. And Enzo, we don't know where he is, but he may turn up. Who knows? It'll be a, it'll be a surprise either way.、Um, <laughs> my, my little bathhouse experience is going to be quick. So I'm just, I'm just going to take care of that real quick. And then if we have time later, I will jump back in and talk about the haunted house. Go for it. I'm a big fan of bathhouses. Um, growing, um, not growing up, living in Japan for a while and being introduced to the onsen and just not really being all that concerned about being naked around other people.、Um, the bathhouse is a great experience. And here in the United States, it's a little weird of an experience because I always feel like there's going to be like, like, I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many signs up inside the bathhouses that are just like basically telling you that we're going to call the police if you do stuff to other people. That makes me kind of feel weird because I just feel like there's predators in there. But nonetheless, the bath is usually a great experience. And I went to this place in Denver that is very old. It is the oldest bathhouse in the United States. I believe that's right. It was, it was built and owned and run by the mafia in like the early 1900s. And that's、um, how you know it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, this place sounds cool. It's called Lake Steam Baths. And it was about 18 bucks to get in. And it was a lot more like a Japanese bathhouse than, than the one I had gone to previously, the Havana here in Denver. Whereas the, this one had like a restaurant where I was really hungry. I just got off work. I hadn't eaten dinner yet. And, you know, I'm not really going to be able to enjoy myself sitting in the bath and going to the, on, going to the sauna and stuff when I'm, if I'm really hungry. So. I go to the restaurant. Everyone's naked, sitting in the restaurant naked with towels and stuff, mostly. And, you know, I ordered a, I ordered a hamburger. It was, it was, it was quite good.、Um, and、uh, you know, they have like their locker room area. So, for those of you that haven't been in Japan, like a lot of the bathhouses in Japan do have like a small restaurant where you can eat. Like they'll have the, their katsu, the udon, whatever that you can get after you finish because, you know, it just feels good to eat a meal after you get out of the bath. And、um, I went into this bath and. I can definitely see how it, look, how it was probably run by mafia, especially the, the sauna. So I, got, I, go into the, I go into the sauna, right? And the sauna is huge. I mean, 
people think, oh, dry sauna. They're 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 picturing like a like a like a ten by ten foot box, right? Mm-hmm. This is this thing is more like thirty to forty feet, um, thirty to forty feet by thirty to forty feet. It was a huge room. It's all tile. Very uh, there's no windows in it. There's stadium seating risers all on the uh, sides of the of the room and three levels of it. And there's just like tons of naked dudes in here. And so all I can picture is the scene from Eastern Promises. If you've seen that movie, I haven't. Where there's the uh, knife fight in the sauna, and it's like exactly in the setting you're describing. All right. Well, let me elaborate further. So <laughs> on one of the walls, they have these heaters, right? And the heaters in this uh, sauna. They're not like the normal heater with the rocks and shit that you're that you're accustomed to. This looked, I shit you not, exactly like in video games where you're walking through like a room, like like in a morgue, and there's like those those little like square like doors that you open and you can slide the body out. It looked exactly like that, two of them, and it was like it was a, it was like a hybrid between somewhere between a morgue like body compartment thing on the wall and like in, in like a body incinerator. So I'm thinking. This is crazy. Like this fucking place. Like right where I'm taking, where I'm sitting here naked, like, every, like just exposed to the world, cooking alive in the sauna, and I'm picturing this some guy getting dragged into this back room of this bath and getting the living hell just beaten out of him. They probably kill him, and then you don't have to go very far. They just toss his lifeless body into the friggin' incinerator right on the wall and just just bake him right there. And I was like, this place is crazy. So and and, and as and as we're talking, Mason posts a video here. Of, I uh, want you to uh, watch that when Mandy and I are talking about Visage okay. and uh, okay. let me know if it lives up to your <laughs> expectations. So I was definitely not disappointed by the sauna. So the Havana sauna was way too, uh, it was not hot enough at all. It was like I could stay in there for like half an hour. It was just not hot enough. This place on the top riser, it was so hot that I couldn't sit on it. I couldn't, I, I had, like my butt wasn't hot. I put my towel down, right? But I'm sitting there and I literally felt like I was going to, cook alive like my skin was going to burn on the top riser of this thing it was so hot in there um probably as hot or hotter than anything i've felt in japan and i'm talking this thing was probably close to it was upper it was close to 200 degrees for sure um, oh dang oh yeah because the saunas in japan are they normally range between like 170 to 200 degrees and this friggin' thing was so hot that i was literally I, I was worried i was like i am going to literally have to go to a doctor after this if i sit up here so i took i chose like the middle riser which was a significant difference um it was pretty cool you know um for 18 bucks you get to go into the bath and then you can tack on a massage and my back was feeling real tight so i went and i got a massage afterwards which, which was about 38 bucks so all told, I spent like fifty-five bucks for the sauna experience. Um, the plus plus hamburger. That the hamburger was ten. So, you know, so eight, <laughs> eighteen plus ten plus thirty-five uh, plus a no milk? plus a ten-dollar tip for the for the massage guy. So I got to have dinner, the sauna, and the bath for all for like eighty bucks. And uh, and that, I mean it was a one-hour massage too. So pretty good That's experience. Pretty good. I really encourage people to give it a shot. Like in your town, there may be a place like that. And if you are okay with the fact that, you know, people are going to look at your junk or whatever, um, you know, I, uh, I encourage you to sort of take, opp- take, take the opportunity and enjoy like a nice relaxing time at like a spa type onsen. So, um, very enjoyable. So 
Um, now, now I want to hear what Mandy has to say about observation because I finished this game this week as well, and I thought the ending was complete crack. I was like, <laughs> I, "There's, I have so many things I don't understand." Mandy, you tried to explain it to me, but there's still things I just don't get. Um, oh, okay. And I even read it. I even read a, like a synopsis of the story online, and I still don't get it. So I'm just really. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll see. If, well, we'll see if, if you address um, everything, and I guess we can. F- flag for spoilers now maybe because i really want to hear your thoughts about the overall game itself oh you want to talk about the oh the story i wasn't going to talk about the story i was just going to talk about the gameplay but okay well, we can talk about well, well, well let's start with the gameplay then how about that okay yeah so uh you mentioned this last week i don't i wasn't i was only going to briefly touch on it because i don't want to just completely repeat everything that you just said last week right yeah. but yeah it's a um a like adventure type game by a Scottish studio named uh, No Code, and it was published by Devolver Digital, and it's available on PS4. And it says Windows. It's not on Steam, so I don't know where you get it on Windows, but apparently somewhere it's available. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very very short game. I finished it in like maybe four or five hours. I blew right through it. And, um, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a point and click game, but, and I don't know, the puzzles were more like twist or push or do this, like in order. It wasn't like the kind of puzzles I was looking for, except there are occasional ones that were like, oh, find a code, but it was like on the back of the computer itself. <laughs> or there was like <laughs> find the schematic and you just look at piece of pieces of paper on the wall and it I don't I didn't find it very difficult but I don't know I'm kind of used to puzzle games but um yeah you play as a little uh AI robot named Sam that takes it or I guess you're the entire ship's um intelligence system yeah and, he's like the AI but he can. Yeah, but he also can k- take control of a tiny little ball that you can float around, which was absolute nightmare. <laughs> huh. The controls on that ball took me forever to figure out. It was just strange as fuck because you're flying through a space station and I would turn one way and all of a sudden everything's upside down because you can like roll in any position. It's not like it was a fixed camera angle. So I cannot imagine playing this in VR. I would puke all over the place. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. I don't think but it, you can. I don't think it is a VR game, is it? I would hope not. Boy, that would that I would really be just some, some of those scenes outside the space station when you're out in space. Even oh god, even yeah. for me, do you remember the, the scene where where she jumps from one station to the other, and the ball yeah. is spinning? I was like, oh my yeah. god, like <laughs> I would have puked my guts out in <laughs> VR probably. Yeah, um, and you can also take control of the cameras that are fixed on, on the walls in, in like different um, areas of the ship. So you can switch back and forth. There are some places where you're like, I need to go to the cameras in a room in order to open up the doors so that my ball can go in there. And you, you can switch back and forth between them. And um, you are... There is also a woman there by um, name of Emma, and she is... Something happens at the very beginning of the game, and now she is the only contact that you have as Sam. She's the only one that you can find at that at the time when you start up the game. Uh, and then, so she's looking for survivors, because 
something happened to the ship. It's not moving. She doesn't know where we are. Apparently, you look out the window and there's Saturn. <laughs> She's like, how oh, the yeah. fuck did we get here? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and Sam thinks that uh, he, or Sam thinks that it brought them there. And so she's like, we need to find everybody else. So you're basically putting, you're like reattaching parts of the ship that have become kind of askew and trying to fix error codes and trying to find life throughout the ship and uh, that's pretty much what you do at the very beginning of the game and um i the part the only part that hung me up that i got really confused with is because i had to remind myself that i'm just a stupid computer and i need to be told what to do (laughs) (laughs) there was a part where um i'm looking at error codes and it said that i needed to fix the cooling system so i went i was like okay so i went and i fixed all of the different individual units of the cooling system i got the schematics i fixed them all so they were all turned on but i needed to get to the computer in order to turn the cooling system on because like you got you got the all the individual you fix all the individual units and then you need the computer to actually turn it on and but it wouldn't let me access the computer i'm looking at it like what it's right here. I can't, I'm looking right at it. I turned them all on. I forgot that I am a stupid computer, so I needed to tell my human the error code, and then she needs to give me permission to turn the cooling system on. Right? Yeah, on. yeah. I was like, "What? I I'm not. I'm trying to take the initiative and do it myself." There was a spot. There was so. a spot in the game where I got really stuck for a good while, and it was when we were outside the ship because she kept saying like, um. Like, you need to go back inside the ship. And I could not find the hatch to go back in. Oh, yeah. When you're outside the ship, it can be kind of weird to navigate. I basically had to hug the ship and look at the different flags on the ship to see which area I'm in. Am I I in China? Am I in Russia? Because all the different parts of the ship were separated by um, countries. So I kind of had to do it that way and try to just keep on going until I found where I needed to go. (laughs) Unfortunately for me, it wasn't until right at the end of the game that I realized that I could set waypoints on the map. And so I'm like, yeah, I was really confused for a lot of it, but. Do you want do you want to talk about the story? First of all, did you like the game? Was it a good recommendation? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um I it's just really short and it was $25. I don't know if it's worth that money though. Gotcha. <laughs> I think I'd suggest it on a sale. Gotcha. But yeah. um yeah, I mean it wasn't bad. So, do you want to talk about the story at all because I don't I didn't understand everything that happened at the end. Um I realized that yeah, it's we can like talk about story. Well, I mean, so there's going to be some spoilers here, and, we'll, and I guess we'll only take like a minute or two here, but I, I'm not great at, at time travel stories, and it kind of felt like that because there are many copies of your own character at, towards the end of the game when she lands on Saturn, which is like, and then like, <clears throat> so I have so many questions here, I'll just list them out. One, why are there so many different versions of Emma, and including another one up in space? Like, I get that, um, actually, you know what, I don't get it. And then... They land, on, <laughs> they land on Saturn, and I'm like, well, how are you breathing on Saturn? That doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, you wouldn't be able to breathe on Saturn at all. And then, and then um, at the end, she merges with the computer, and then she's able to, like, turn everything black. And then the inside of the computer, and the inside of the space station looked like it was just, like, covered in blood. And I was like, I just didn't have any idea what the fuck was going on. Um, and, and the synopsis online says many realities are converging and at one point I'm like okay great but like that's very that's kind of a convoluted sort of uh, notion and then I'm like but then 
I don't know. Can you explain any of this? Like, especially where all the blood and the black shit came from. I just didn't understand it. I don't know the blood and the black shit. That one I don't know, except that it's some kind of alien corruption, basically. Okay. Um, where they poured it to, she thinks it's Saturn, but it's like some kind of time pocket where all of the different timelines are coalescing, like, at that moment. So, um, because I think because people in all these different timelines, all these Emmas are constantly failing, but occasionally, or eventually, one of those timelines is going to get it right. And you're just so happy to be playing the one that actually got it right. Of course. Because she died in all of the other timelines. So you see the, their bodies, the, her, the, all of the different Emmas just just displayed all over the place. So that's, and I don't think they're on Saturn. They're in like some kind of alternate version of earth i believe and so it looks weird because she doesn't know where they are and the computer doesn't know where they are but basically okay. this is wherever the alien being is located that wants uh sam the ai to bring emma to them and then when you finally get to the alien the alien um which is like this giant hexagon it's not like a being that you can like recognize it's just like this giant like hexagon thing that speaks to you in patterns and um and it combines both emma and sam together so now you're like this super being that's like part that looks like a human but has the intelligence of an um artificial like of like a computer i, I guess <laughs> i guess my biggest problem was i just didn't understand the point of it all like i, I mean maybe maybe i'm not supposed to really look into was it there a much. point to any game <laughs> oh i don't know i mean like even friggin' Chocobo Dungeon has a story. Like, you know, you're, like, restoring memories and whatever. But, like, this game, I'm like, okay, great. You merged me with a computer, but why? Like, what is the point of it? Because it's a horror game. Was it? Yeah, it was kind of a horror game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I lo I did enjoy flushing Jim out of the space station or whatever. That was fun. <laughs> he definitely had it coming. Oh, I suffocated him. Yeah, oh, yeah, so did I. I don't think he had a choice. He had it coming. He, yeah. he was an asshole. So, fuck him. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad. Well, he's probably the only one that had it right because now we've doomed the human race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was the oh, only yeah. one who had it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are an evil AI system. All right, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, I want to hear about this vis visage, is how I would pronounce it. So, visage. Visage. So, visage? Um, visage? I think it's I visage, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. It take away my fun. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, so what is this game all about? Yeah, Visage is by uh, Sad Square Studio. It's um, an indie game, and it was kickstarted. And I uh, bought into the Kickstarter a long time ago because it came out very soon after PT was canceled. And they said this is the game that is a spiritual successor to PT and Allison Road, which was another one that I think this Allison Road transformed into visage and allison road was also canceled and i think i think um maybe that studio merged with a different one i think that's how this happened and then it eventually transformed into visage and uh it came out october last year and it is a very crazy uh horror game yeah <laughs> survival horror that both mason and i played on friday on twitch stream so you can watch it on twitch and i'll mention it during the actual podcast too and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. In single player, I was uh, the one that was running everything, and Mason sat back and just feared for my life. <laughs> oh, okay. I was wondering. No, yeah, you, you were a very good pilot. You weren't like spinning the camera around and making me nauseous. And oh, I did a couple of times, but because you're like, turn around real quick, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> you were whipping around. 
<laughs> we had so much fun with it. Um, it's super content warning on it. <laughs> the beginning, the very first scene is so disturbing that I was briefly concerned about showing it on Twitch. I was like, is this going to get us kicked off Twitch? And, what, yeah, what, like what two minutes of, into the game, immediately get banned. What kind of yeah. what kind of content is in it? I mean, uh, you are first person shooting people in the head. Well, and not two just of like, them are children. Well, that almost makes it sound like any first person shooting video game ever. No, these no, are no, like bound and gagged. Like they have yeah. like hoods over their faces. Like you are clearly no, not... no, no hood, no hood. You saw oh, their no, crying some, faces. Uh, something over their mouths though. They're, they were yeah, bound yeah, and gagged. gagged. Yeah. yeah. And one of them was a woman, and the other two were, like, young children. And you're shooting them in the forehead. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Wasn't expecting that. And, and then, of course, you shoot yourself in the yeah, mouth. Yeah, then you shoot yourself. So all, all is right now. Would Twitch, yeah. would Twitch really ban you for that, though? Because isn't, isn't Twitch's whole thing streaming games? Like, there's, there's lots of games with, with horrendously violent stuff in it. I mean, Yeah, they do have some guidelines on that kind of stuff, though. I didn't okay. check to see if this one was okay. Yeah, this opening was, it was excessive. It was a little yeah. much. It was, um, yeah. We were kind of just trying to do happy thoughts during that time. <laughs> <laughs> happy thoughts. Think, think, think happy things. So uh, be prepared for that if you're planning on trying out this game. And the rest of it is you're wandering around through this house. You're locked in this house. And it's basically like a giant haunted house. And there are different chapters. We You have to choose a chapter to start off with. And there you trigger them by picking up certain items around the house. It will say, do you want to pick this up? Because you will start this chapter and you cannot start another chapter until you finish this one. So we kind of um, we found one that was like... Uh, a key with a mirror on it that went to a door with a mirror on it and then there was another one that was like a little kid's drawing on their door and so we kind of debated between the two we ended up picking mirror key and then uh, we haven't finished that chapter but what mason told me is we're at the like very end of I th it. yeah i think we're pretty close to that one and that's yeah. i think the second chapter that came out you can play them in any order yeah but they've been releasing the chapters like incrementally so yeah, and each one deals with a different person that lived in this house, and I don't know where the shooting at the beginning comes into play. I think that's who we are playing. I don't know, because he shot himself at the end, and now we woke up in this world. Maybe blah, blah. we're in hell. I don't know. <laughs> there's but, lots um, of mysteries to be solved. Here. There's a lot of mysteries, but basically the ghosts in this house right now that we're learning about... Uh, there's an old woman named Dolores, and actually, I don't know how old she is. She just looks old. <laughs> but, <laughs> she's, but, old uh, she's old enough to be wrinkly, but spry enough to just constantly be stabbing us. So Yeah, right? She's right, right in between that. <laughs> there's Dolores, who, um, when you're finding audio files around, you find that she's, she was suffering from very intense schizophrenia and a bunch of different other um, illnesses. Yeah, there's like a laundry list of like dementia, psychosis. Like dementia. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah, and uh, basically it led to a, her being very violent. She would, um, yeah, have very like grand delusions and she was, um, she would walk around the house naked occasionally. Just take, take off our clothes and just walk around naked, which we found yeah. quite a few times and we were surprised by <laughs> <laughs> there's there's an abundance of butts in this game. Is it like the old woman from Resident Evil Seven? Isn't like I said that. Yeah. I said oh, did you? there was one point where I was like, oh man, that reminds me of her. That old woman was creepy um, as shit. 
Then we find out that her husband was Gregory, and there's a bunch of, like, there's a lot of mystery surrounding how those two died. We're not sure. One of them killed the other, and we don't know who killed who, because we find both of them in different kind of murdered situ situations. <laughs> Someone killed somebody, and then they had a daughter named Sarah. We haven't really found out much about Sarah. I'm going to assume it's in the kid chapter. Yeah. But we do know that maybe there's a possibility that... Uh, Dolores killed her because we find the crib in the graveyard and we found, yeah, there's a bunch of different stuff where it's like, it doesn't explicitly tell you this is what happened, but you kind of piece it together. Or like, oh, you know, I'm assuming that because the crib is in the graveyard, maybe she killed her or something. <laughs> she died somehow. Sarah died somehow. We don't know how. And uh, <laughs> Everybody yeah, killing everybody. That's all we can confirm as of right now. Lost for 54 minutes. Oh my god, 54 yeah, minutes. Yeah, right at the beginning. It was <laughs> right at the beginning. It's one of those we things in hindsight understand. where yeah. we feel really dumb because there yes. was a key that leads us to a very small room. We went into that very small room, <laughs> looked, looked, looked around for two seconds and said, Nope, we can't find anything and left and like wandered the rest of the house for 50 minutes, like being like, Where the heck are we trying to go? Well, it turns out there's something in that very small room that we should have just like notice because it, it was, was very massive. small there was nothing else to do <laughs> and uh look this very small room had um like blankets pinned up or like sheets pinned up all over the walls so we just assumed oh they're all just sheets but one of those sheets was over like a giant mirror and we were supposed to pull that one down <laughs> and we just we just didn't notice the prompt for it walking past it for 54 <laughs> that's was. almost a whole hour yeah, th this this was a yeah. four-hour stream. That was fun yeah. for three hours worth. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, not not. it was like three and a half hours. It wasn't, well, I don't know. Mandy put a very helpful timestamp for those of you yes. who want to go back and watch this, because we do recommend it. Uh, it was definitely a fun time after we got past yeah. that initial hurdle. Yeah, for a while there, we were frustrated. We're like, I was like, Mason, just look it up. And he couldn't find anything. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're like, it says to get the uh, lighter in the bedroom. Or look in the bedroom, there's no lighter. We were just way overshooting how far we had gotten. The game sounds yes, like it would drive yeah. me crazy. I hate looking for shit. And when I hit that, like, just give me the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun. We uh, yeah. mugs saved the day quite a few times. Yep. Good old trusty mug. Who the hell was? Mug? Um, a mug, uh, yeah. a beverage container. Oh, um, a literally a mug. Okay, <laughs> a wow. mug. All right. Okay. Yeah, um, literally a mug. We carried it everywhere. But there was a lot of cool moments in the game where it warped the yeah. house, the dimensions of it, where you jump through like parallel dimensions and universes, and mm -hmm. um, oh, there's there was one other moment. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a bunch of. Oh, stuff. you mean the kitchen where it was talking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A talking kitchen. <laughs> it was great. That was my favorite part. There was the a lot of stream. stuff that made you feel like you were going on a trip as much as these mentally deranged characters did. Yes. And uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention there's also a sanity uh, mechanic where if you stand in darkness too long or if you witness terrifying things, your character's sanity starts to decrease. Uh. Very much like Amnesia, if anyone's played the horror game Amnesia. And um, if you. It doesn't have like a health meter, but it, I think the woman Dolores will come after you if you start to go too crazy. And she will instantly kill you <laughs> if she catches you. 
but um, and you can restore your sanity by taking pills that are throughout the entire house or by standing in light for a while. Until she turns off all the lights. It's a very, Until I turn off all the lights. <laughs> this ghost is very energy efficient, you know? Oh, yeah, the yeah, second yeah, yeah. You They're leave flickering room, the lights on and off. Yeah, they're turning the lights off. Dolores likes the lights off. Gregory just wants to flip them on and off. Yeah. I, I think I've had my fill of games with sanity meters for now. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Darkest Dungeon. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I watched that fight scene, uh, Mason, from the from the bathhouse, and dude, what the yep. hell? Like, I did not expect that's, it to be so violent. Like, that was That's intense. actually the highly edited version. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's it's a great scene though and a great movie, but yeah, well, very. And, it's a mafia based <laughs> uh, well, sauna. I definitely. Where Vigo Mortensen just gets wrecked and he's fighting naked. I think that um, you had the right idea with the bath in terms of like how it looks, sort of. But the one that I was in was a little even more. So like 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 that one had small windows and stuff in it, and gotcha. the one that I was in was like a friggin' bunker, like the like the place where they I take see. you so no one can hear you scream, basically. Yep. So, okay. But that was a pretty violent scene when that guy jabbed that knife into the other guy's eyeball. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Anyway, that was old boy violence level. It, it is. It's a, it's a very hard scene to watch. I, I highly don't recommend it. But I do recommend playing Visage or at least coming to yeah. hang out with us because we're going to be playing on Halloween. Halloween, yes. Oh, shit. Um, another thing that I would like to, say, like to shout out about it is I... There were very few jump scares. It was very atmospheric. We, I think I scared myself more. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not really scared, but I was like, oh shit, I need to run because she's going to kill me. I think like the scariest part of the game was just like, even though I wasn't playing, I could tell the controls were a little obtuse oh and God, just yeah. like not convenient. So it's one thing if something scary happens and you can easily be like, ah, I will avoid this swiftly and with skill by closing the door yeah i will be adroit about this and uh <laughs> maneuver myself to a safer place but in this game sometimes something happens and you're like up oh, the, the, the keys they're not responding oh, we completely oh, oh, and you're like tripping it. over yourself yeah <laughs> there are quite a few times where something scary happened we were like no ghost hold on i gotta do this real quick and we completely ignored it i was like no i gotta light this candle leave me yeah. alone no it was it was a grand was old funny. time yeah yeah yeah, some very, right. uh, very creepy scenes. Especially if you get easily scared. Yeah, overall, I'd recommend it. But or I want to hear. me, you just hit everything with hammers. <laughs> Sledgehammers. Yeah. It's quick. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to hear about this uh, haunted house. Yeah, so I was going to say, speaking of scary, so this haunted house is called the 13th Floor Haunted House. It's in Denver. Uh, very famous and very expensive, also. Um, I think I paid close to $70 for two people to go through it. Um, but you know what? It's adventure time. It's, you know, I'm out here in Denver. We're having adventures. So I took my girlfriend. We, we both went. Very cold. Uh, last night, it was in the 30s, and we waited outside for about two hours to get into it. Um, so the line was part of the scariness of it, <laughs> and the price, too. Um, yeah. But um, more impressive than the haunted houses at Universal Studios. Um, pretty friggin' good. The haunted, like when you go through a haunted house, you're thinking, oh, you know, three or four minutes, you know, whatever. This thing was, I didn't time it, but it was, I would say it was close to 20 minutes. 
Um, it was lengthy. So you waited for a long time, but you were also in there a long time. You go in and, um, the, the atmosphere on the outside is great too. Cause there's guys in like creepy masks walking around, taking photos of people slamming. There's like guys dressed up like rats that are moving or just moving around just like rats. And, uh, I got some pictures I can share, but, um, in fact, I'll post a picture for you in the general chat of our, I, I wanna our see, room. I want to see some rat boys. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post it here in the general for you. The um, You start off with a... There's no rat boy in that photo, but... You start off in this... In, a, in like a, a corridor, and you're going down with a group of people, and you walk into this room, and it isn't until you're in the room for a few seconds that you realize that you're in an elevator. And they want to simulate the fact that you are going... Down to the 13th floor and so they close the elevator doors and it looks it does not look like an elevator it looks like a mining shaft car or something um like steel walls not decorative at all caged windows and the whole car like lifts up and starts gyrating and kind of moving and you feel like you're moving i don't know if we i can't tell you if we were moving or not but this haunted house had a lot of automation in it there were a lot of really impressive robotics going on and they spent a shitload of money i was thinking like I was, I, was, hmm. I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, this place is making a fortune because this is an expensive haunted house and there's like 6,000 people here in line. And I'm thinking, wow, like they're making a killing. But after being in the house, I believe they spent millions of dollars in building the house. Maybe even 10, maybe even $10 million to construct the one haunted house. Um, wow. Just to get the one elevator car, the one car to move like that alone, there was, there was something tremendous underneath of it lifting that weight. And that alone was very expensive. Anyway. So it's got three houses, houses all daisy-chained together. There's one that's like um, Stranger Things-themed. There was one that was like uh, clown-themed, because right now every, the hotness is Stranger Things and It, right? So they did those two. And then the first one, I'm not even sure what the hell the first theme was, but it was pretty good, too. And <laughs> Just generic scary. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It, it had a theme, but I can't remember what it was. And um, the house had a mixture of live actors in it that were trying to scare you and automations that were set up. And they also had environmental scares as well. So one of the first things you do is you're, you're, you're going through this hallway and it's like a, you're on like this raised metal walk, like walkway. I can't, I don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. And um, around you in the walkway is like a, like a, you're like walking through a tube basically. And the tube is spinning. So you're almost like walking through a tunnel that's spinning. And the walls of the tunnel are decorated and designed in such a way that as I walked through it, I felt disoriented because it was throwing off my, my center of balance. And I was literally like staggering through the, through the tunnel. Um, pretty neat stuff. Um, a couple of the other environment, environmental things that they had going on. There was a section where they wanted, you to, they wanted to simulate that you were walking through water. So they had this misty like fog in this room with these lights that were set up that made it look like the water was like waist deep on you. And then the walkway that you're on had these inflatable like um, they're not really balloons, but like I don't know, like almost like if you envision like the sides of a giant circus tent like inflating, so very large um, that converged in the middle of the path. So you're basically forcing yourself to push through these inflatable things that have that have filled up the entire walkway. And so it, so you get that resistance. The resistance. So they're, they're simulating the water. I mean, it was so impressive. Um, hmm. At the end in the Stranger Things area, you're in like the under, you're in the, in the um, upside down or whatever. And there were rooms that had, where the room would like turn almost sideways and you'd have to walk up like a slanted walkway 
by while holding on to like stuff. Um, and in that room, there was like a giant automated monster from Stranger Things, like moving on its own. And there was like a dude in this cage with his like rib cage ripped open, super impressive looking. Um, they had some really, some really effective uh, scare spots set up. There was a spot where you're going into this house, like you're in a warehouse, but the warehouse is so big that there's houses inside of it, and you're going into this old busted up house. It looked like something straight out of Resident Evil 7, like, you know, just like this dilapidated looking redneck house. Um, I know those because I'm from West Virginia. And as you're walking, this huge like scarecrow type thing with a pumpkin on its head jumps out of the bush next to you on the on your on your right. And that alone is scary because it's freaking huge and very impressive. And and it's there specifically to distract you so that the guy on the other side can just fuck your day up bad. And like he got he even got me. And I almost never scare in these houses. Um, because I know they're not gonna touch me, and it's like what all what all could happen, really. But this guy even got me. Like it was really, really well set up. Um, one of the most impressive automations in there was a section where there was a guy, uh, who was hanging. He had like a rope around his waist and he was hanging in midair, um, with his back facing the ground and the rope is wrapped right around his waist. So he's kind of like split in half almost like just like his head's like, like, like hanging down one one side and his legs are hanging down the other side. And he just looks like a dead guy hanging there. And Mm then the, the automation starts making him struggle and his and his like torso is kicking up and his legs are kicking up and the struggle that he was illustrated demonstrating with the robotics or whatever it was so real that I touched him because I was not sure if he was real or not I was like is this fucking guy real but I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking there's no way a guy could hang from a rope like that the whole night it would be it would be so painful um, but it was so real that everybody was touching him because he looked it was just so incredible um, the automations, they just spent a ton of money in there. Um, it was pretty well, awesome. I know 13th floor is a chain. So, Oh, is it? So listeners, you might be able to go experience these. I think they're in like Chicago. I know. I think there's one in Texas as well. Yeah. Some in the well, South. They're not like a big chain, but yeah, they're definitely a big company. So that's it, cool to hear. And then, and then I also bought tickets to this thing called sensory overload, which is a, a maze that you go in that's pitch dark and you can't see anything and you have to get through the maze solely by feeling your way through it. And I actually closed my eyes for most of it because I couldn't see with them open anyway. So I was like, what, like, what the mm-hmm. fuck difference does it make? And um, there was one part where I felt actually under duress in this maze at one point. We turned this corner and there is a huge monster, like just giant. I mean, he looked like the fucking pumpkin head from the pumpkin head movies. I don't know if you've ever seen that shit, but like with his arms outreach and he's walking towards you and you can see him cause the light behind him is lit. And he, so you can see like his shadow basically walking towards you and you're in this maze. So you can't move quickly and you're looking around like, where do I go? Like, what do I do? And you just have to sort of like think quickly and just start moving. Um, yeah, but it was such a moment of duress. I think my girlfriend w- was saying, "Nope, nope, 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 nope," and I just grabbed her and started like going. I was like, "We gotta!" <laughs> we out of this. I was like, "We gotta go now!" And then we turn a corner, and there's a huge ball, like like a ball pit. It was very random. I stole two of them. Because, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. where I would be. Yeah, so you jump into the ball pit, and <laughs> and like it was lit up in there. That was the only area that was lit. And I actually stole a couple of the balls because I thought they'd make good souvenirs. But I actually stopped before I jumped into the ball pit and turned and looked back down the corridor. Cause I wanted to see if he was still fucking coming. Like it was, it was pretty of nice. Course. And, of course. Um, you know, I did spend almost a hundred dollars. Um, but 
I really think it was a good experience. Like it was a great haunted house. You know, they don't touch you. They don't right. screw with you. But unlike the ones at Universal where they're, where you wait for an hour and the haunted house is like three minutes, this fucking thing was long. I mean, it was very long. And I thought it was a very that good. That sounds cool. I thought it was a good experience. I would go with you guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, yeah, it's so Halloween, fun going with Maybe it's, it'll be possible. Um, I recommend it. If, you, if you're in a town with one of these things, suck up the price and just go. I mean, it was, it was a pretty good experience. Um, and I'll probably go next year. I saw a, an article about there is in Tennessee a, a quote-unquote haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, they're paying like $20,000 to get through it. And I was like, what? 20, no way. 000. I looked it up. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up and I was like, this isn't a haunted house. It's just torture. It's like it's like t- it's like 10 hours long. It's like <laughs> unfathomably it's like, dumb. They have a 40 page waiver because they literally like drown you in oh, stuff. Right, and I yeah. was like, this is so stupid. You, you need like a doctor's like approval. Yeah. Like, you need to specifically go to him for a checkup to make sure you're like physically and mentally like sound to even get in. It's they do that in New York That's City. That's a whole lot of hoopla. Yeah. Yeah, there's one in New York City where they put like live spiders in your mouth and all kinds of shit. It's fucked up. Ooh, like, f- free food. They, they drown you in. <laughs> right? They pour like pig blood on you. I mean, it's, yeah. You're literally paying like, I don't know how much money, too much to be tortured. And I'm like, you got to be a certain type of person to enjoy that. <laughs> well, I, um, I would appreciate the automation in the 13th floor because in college we had yeah. like a engineering like design project to make like a scary attraction and we decided to make an automated life-size like jack-in-the-box oh, and so uh, cool. it was going really well we did all the calculations and stuff until we realized that our budget only allowed for like a really small motor which meant to lift this heavy jack-in-the-box and open the lid it opened so slowly <laughs> that it was just comical it took like You're like Scared so, cover, so, guys. So we had like the crank, the handle going on the outside, the music playing, and then when it triggered, it probably took twenty seconds from like the start of it opening to full like extension. So it just like very slowly crawling That's so out. Great. You're <laughs> like, guys, guys, scare incoming. It was like, Stay guys, there. this is uh this is the best we can do. I'm uh sorry. Act surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And when it's moving out That's slow, fantastic. you realize how dumb it. it looked. It was a good time. Uh so yeah. We play did. Visage, come hang out with us. Yep. That's all we got. Don't right. play Visage. Watch us play Visage. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we have a very special Halloween podcast to do for you now. Yes. I hope that everybody enjoyed hearing about... We actually talked about mostly scary stuff today, too. So, you know, it, it is Halloween season, and we're all getting into it. So, guys, we'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for contributing to our podcast. Thanks for being great fans. And um, go have some fun this week. Have your, Go enjoy your own hobbies. We'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Happy Bye. spooky times. Bye.